And now, it's another episode of the adventures of Captain Titanium. When last we left our hero, she had joined her friend the mechanist to help free her latest invention from the sinister swamp. What seems to be the problem, mechanist? You're looking at it, Captain Titanium. My mighty mechanical marvel is mired in the marsh. Have you tried pulling it out? I would have, Captain, but I'm afraid I left my trusty winch in my other coat back in the lab. The one in Timbuktu? That's the one. I'm afraid my machine will remain there, unused and forgotten. Unless you have the power to pull it free. Unfortunately, my super strength is only good for not getting crushed or scraped or bent. When it comes to actually lifting things, I'm just your average woman, a superhero, but like everyone, I have my limits. What are we going to do then? My invention was going to help people all over the world. It was going to save lives and help create a better society. Sounds like you need a new superhero. Who are you? I am Proton Man. I've got the speed, I've got the skills, I've got the superpowers, and did I mention, I'm good with kids. No, I don't think you did. Well, now I have. What seems to be the problem here? This invention of my friend is stuck in the deep mud here, and we were hoping someone would come along and help us. Ah, the old superhero needs help, eh? Who are you calling old, buddy? No offense. Right. So are you able to help us, whippersnapper? Of course I can. After all, I'm the newest hero with the newest powers that make me the newest solution to the newest problems. Well, then show us. Yeah. Unless your only true superpower is running your mouth without getting tired. All right, stand back. I'm going to use my brand new radio beam. Radio beam? How's that going to work? Just watch. Hi, Flora. What's going on? Hey, Peter. Mr. Jacobs is working on fixing Miss Tavis's lawnmower. Fixing it? Is it not cutting the grass the right way or something? I don't know. They've tried starting it up a few times, but, well, just watch. Okay, let's see if that fixed the problem. Try it now, Tabitha. Okay. Somehow I don't think that did the trick, Lionel. Hmm, I see what you mean. Let's take it apart again and see if there's something wrong with the air intake. All right, here's the screwdriver. Wow, how long have they been working on that? Long enough for me to finish a comic book and listen to a radio program. Hmm. So why hasn't Miss Tabitha just gone out and bought a new lawnmower? I'm, I'm sure that would be a lot easier than trying to use this one. You have to ask her. It must have sentimental value or something. Sentimental? Isn't that like sand or something? You're thinking sediment. Sentimental means that you have fond feelings over something. Oh, but that lawnmower doesn't look special enough to care that much about it. Okay, so what's your explanation? Maybe she can't afford to buy a new one. Lawnmowers probably cost like a hundred dollars. It's hard to come by that kind of money, especially in this economy. And what does that mean? I don't know. I just hear my dad say it a lot. Hmm. Well, whatever the reason, I think I'm going to keep listening to the radio. Want to join me? Sure, I guess. As long as that lawnmower doesn't blow up. It hasn't yet. I'll get the program started. Tired of not being tired after a summer bonfire? At the end of an evening of enjoyable conversation and fun stories interrupted by awkward acoustic guitar playing, you just want to hit the hay and catch some Z's. 
If only all those marshmallows you'd eaten would knock you out instead of keep you up. Well, now they can. Introducing Snore S'mores. Made with our patented Gramamine crackers, Snore S'mores is the only sugary treat sure to silence those repetitive campfire chord progressions. Snore S'mores is also the perfect way to fall asleep when the pesky wood smoke smell stuck in your hair is keeping you awake, even after you've already showered. Twice. But wait, there's more. Call now and get Marshmallow Joe, a specially formulated coffee beverage containing the equivalent of 20 marshmallows. It's the perfect way to wake up after passing out from Snore S'mores. Snore S'mores causes extreme immediate drowsiness. Do not consume Snore S'mores while standing near large fires or regular sized fires. Snore S'mores is probably not legal in the state of California and is definitely not a real product. Brought to you by the Council for Products No One Asked For, ever. Well, we've ruled out the fuel lines, the spark plug, the starter, and the air intake. Huh. Could you hand me the owner's manual again, Tabitha? Do you think it's a lost cause, Lionel? No, I don't think so. Everything seems to be in place. It's just a matter of finding the one little thing that's stopping this mower in its tracks, and I'm determined to find it. As long as you don't mind. Not at all. Well, I guess I'm going to see what the kids are up to. Let me know if you need my help. Will do. Still no luck, Miss Tabitha? No, but we're learning what isn't the problem, and that's always a step in the right direction. I guess that's true. So, Miss Tabitha, I've been wondering something for a while. Okay, what's that, Peter? Why are you having Mr. Jacobs fix that old lawnmower? Because it's not running right. Okay, let me ask a different way. Is there a reason you don't just, I don't know, buy a new lawnmower? That one looks like it's older than my dad. <laughs> it might be, but it's still in good shape, and it's well made. I've never had a problem with it before, so I think it's worth trying to repair. Really? I would think a newer lawnmower would be a lot better. Okay, like how? Well, I'm not an expert on that kind of things. Maybe they're faster or have sharper blades? I don't know. It's just old, and newer things are always better. Yeah, the world is changing, and everything old needs to go away and make room for the shiny new stuff. Uh, what was that about being old? Oh, we weren't talking about you. We were just saying that the older something is, the less sense it makes to use it. Oh, interesting thought. But I don't know if I necessarily agree. No offense, Mr. Jacobs, but that's something I'd expect a grown-up to say. None taken. And I'm always a fan of progress. Finding better ways to share ideas, get from place to place, and make life better for all people all over the world is a good thing in my book. But you know, there are some things that will never change, and they never will need to. Not if you keep fixing them. <laughs> I wasn't talking about Miss Tabitha's lawnmower. I was talking about things like the Bible and the good news about what Jesus has done for us. Ah, uh, yes. I can't tell you how many times I've been talking with people who say that living the way the Bible tells me to is old-fashioned and I need to get with the times. Get with the times? It just means she needs to change how she lives to match the rest of the world. Right. The thing is, the beliefs of the world are always changing, and what was right today might be very wrong tomorrow. And like it says in Ephesians 4.14 and Romans 12.2, we need to hold on to what is always true, instead of trying to live up to every new teaching that comes our way. That's right. God also tells us in verses like Luke 21, 33, that everything may change or even disappear completely, but what he has told us will never stop being right and true. Do you have a drama script about all of this? It might help me understand a little better. I'll see what I can find. And we can listen to the radio while we wait.
you like the kids' corner on Saturday mornings, you'll like the family hour too. Listen weeknights at 7 with Miss Natalie here on Family Life. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the delightful drama, The Great Race, Part 2, an adapted biblical lesson about truth. Once upon a time, in the Greenwood Forest, there was a little clearing where two good friends lived. Hello, I'm Hare. I'm like a rabbit, but bigger and faster. And I'm Tortoise. I'm like a turtle. But on land. These two friends weren't always close. In fact, there's a pretty famous story about how they had a race to show who was better. Yeah, but all of that is water under the bridge now. We're as thick as thieves now. Bees in a pod. Brothers in arms. Besides, we know that whole race thing was a silly mix-up. I should have been first. I just got tired. Uh-huh. I beat you once. I can beat you again. Fiddlesticks and fluff. I won't get distracted next time. Just then, Dr. Raven flew into the clearing and hung up a poster on the old willow stump. Hear this, all creatures of the forest. There will soon be a contest of athleticism coming to the clearing. All creatures are encouraged to get in shape and prepare for the upcoming events. It's a good way to get healthy and settle past grudges in a peaceful manner. Dr. Raven then headed back to her office and the creatures of the clearing took a long look at the poster. Long jump, high jump, carrot eating. Hmm, there are quite a few contests in this event I'd be really good at. Hey, look at this, friend. A race. We could get that rematch you've been begging me for. Oh-ho, that's quite a coincidence. Let's sign up for that one. And so the two friends signed their names up for the great race. Being a little out of shape since his last race, the tortoise went to Dr. Raven's office to get some tips on how to prepare. Well now, according to these charts and records, you haven't been racing in a while. How's your stamina? <sighs> not great. I see. And your diet? Carrot slices and leafy greens. That's good news. A well-rounded diet is essential to healthy living and will help you in the long run. I would also suggest you get out there and do some cardio. Running, jumping jacks, anything to get your heart pumping. Is that what it says on my chart? Mr. Tortoise, these are basics to any healthy routine. They've been true forever, and as long as you make an effort to get fit, you'll see improvement. I'll do that, Doctor. Thank you. The hare, on the other hand, had a different philosophy. Races are won by speed, and speed takes energy. I figure on the day of the race, I'll gobble down as many high-energy foods as I can, then POW! To the finish line! But what about your muscles? Shouldn't you do a little exercise too? I don't think that's necessary. I know the doctor says that it takes healthy living to win races, but I'm taking the scientific approach to this. Sugar equals energy equals speed equals first place. I'm on the cutting edge of new advancement in sports training. I call it sugar beats. Sugar beats everyone else. Sometime the next month, the day of the competition had arrived. The hare and the tortoise took their places at the starting line. Are you ready to go, tortoise? Are you? I spent the past half hour gobbling down fruity cereal, chocolate, marshmallows, and gummy worms. I can feel the energy coursing through my body as we speak. The race had begun. Like last time, the hare shot into first place right away, leaving the tortoise far behind. No naps this time. I'm determined to win. But after five minutes of sprinting, the hare started to feel sick. Ugh, cramping. It wasn't long before the tortoise caught up with his friend. Oh, bellyache. So hot. So tired. 
gotta get. Oh. Are you okay? Oh. I'll take care of her. You keep going. The finish line isn't far from here. If you're sure. Okay. The raven took the hare aside and found out what had happened. My, my. All that sugar all at once? Sounds like you'd better switch to leafy greens and carrots. Healthy food should fix everything. Well, maybe resting is best for right now. The moral is that God's instructions in the Bible for living will always be best. They might seem outdated and old-fashioned, and a lot of the time people try to come up with better ways to get ahead in life. But the further we get from God's instructions, the worse we will feel. Kind of like a silly rabbit who didn't listen to the doctor and ended up with a sugary bellyache. You're looking a little thoughtful there, Peter. Everything okay? Yeah, kind of. I guess I was just thinking about the drama script and the rest of what we've been talking about. You mean what obeying God has to do with Miss Tabitha's lawnmower? No, I gave up on that. I was more thinking about how God's instructions in the Bible will never be wrong. But the world is so different from way back then. People didn't have cell phones, cars, internet, or anything. How can the Bible really be good enough to answer questions today? Everything is so different. You're right. The world has changed a lot since the days of Jesus. There aren't Bible verses about things like movies and surgery, drugs, or the internet. But just because the Bible doesn't talk about these things doesn't mean that it doesn't give us instructions on how to use these things. Wait, I'm confused. Can you give us an example? It's like this, Flora. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 4.29 that we need to make sure that the words we use are helpful and encouraging, not mean and hurtful. When this verse was written, there was no such thing as emails and texting, but we can definitely follow God's teachings and only send messages that are helpful and encouraging. Oh, I get it. Another example could be if your parents tell you that you can't watch TV until your homework is done, you don't need verses that talk about homework or TV to know that God wants us to respect our parents and do what they tell us to do. Hmm, so I guess it's important to know what the Bible says so when this kind of thing comes up, we know what the right choice is. That's what it says in Psalm 119.11. The more we know God's instructions, the more likely it is we will make the right decisions and do what God wants us to do. Then it's a good thing we learned so much about it here in the garage. I'm glad to hear that. Learning how to live for God when you're a kid is huge, especially because when you get older, things can get confusing. Yeah, and it's easy to believe things that don't make any sense. A lot of grown Christians I know are telling me that they think we need to hate other people that don't like us to make sure that we can be free to serve God. Wait, so we need to do what God doesn't want us to do so we can be free to do what He does want us to do? That doesn't make any sense. God told us to love everyone, even those who don't like us. Exactly. It just goes to show how twisted our minds can become when we think that God's word is too old to apply to our lives. If God says something in the Bible, it's not something we can just obey when we think it's a good idea. Hmm, yeah, this is a lot to think about. That's for sure. Well, not to cut into thinking time, but do you think we could get back to working on my lawnmower? It's supposed to storm later today, and I'd really like to get my lawn done before then. Oh. Right. Did you kids have any more questions? If we do, we can come back and ask you. All right. See you later. I'll turn off the radio. Good idea. 